Hey guys, welcome to the Lane Foundations podcast. This is your co-host, Davis Hambrick. Joining alongside me today is Walker Lott. What's up, Walker? Davis Hambrick. What is up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Walker Lott. That was weird that you did that, but <laughs> how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing really good. We had a wonderful, fantastic... Uh, honestly, dude, awesome. I'm still pumped. I, like, I'm pumped from it right now. I'm still on a awesome. high from it. It was so much okay. fun. So it we was. got to talk to... To Jesse and Renee, and they are with a podcast called Learnings in Missteps, in right. apostrophe missteps. Uh, they are some really, really cool dudes. Like, I'm serious. We could have gone on for hours talking, yeah, exactly. easily talking with them. And I, guys, I'm going to warn you, the podcast is a little long. We might split it into two, might not. It might just be one, just be a long podcast you have to listen to. But seriously, listen to it until the end because – it is it is so good they have an incredible story uh mm-hmm. they're brothers and, and we joke about it multiple times they got a big age <laughs> gap and is right. is pretty funny but no they have some really incredible wisdom that they just poured out throughout the entire podcast but especially at the end so for real it, if you have the time and if if you can make it till then listen to the end because it is so good davis what you get from it man you know it's pretty cool you know we we joked a lot but getting to talk about the older and younger dynamic. Yep. That's the yep. thing that I, I really try to unpack because obviously we're, we're the younger guys right now, but at one point, at some point, we're going to be the older guys and we're going to be mm-hmm. looking at the next generation. So as these past two weeks, we've been talking specifically a lot about trades and, you know, that's the part of me of being working for a general contractor now full time is I want to get to know these tradesmen yeah, I want to know what they're doing, what they're installing, but I want to know them. And that was really at the heart of this podcast was like, how do we treat others? How do we treat the person beside me? How do I look at myself and think, okay, you are enough. I love that from Jesse. And then taking ownership with Renee, those two things alone, that's worth getting to the end of the podcast because and so many times in life, no matter if tradesman construction, if you're a lawyer, a doctor, or if you're just somebody sweeping a sweet or sweeping the street, sweeping the sweet. There you go. <laughs> being heard, someone telling you you are enough. Like yeah. those words just hit home to me. And I'm just thinking, wow, you know, that's the whole goal of this podcast. The whole goal of this podcast is to is to know that. We want to share the gospel. That That's A, we're never going to downplay the gospel or, or knowing Jesus Christ. But secondly mm-hmm. is we want people to, after they've encountered us, that, that we've somehow added value and that we've influenced them and we've gave, given them light. And, you know, that's the whole point of the podcast is to just add value, make people feel like they've been heard and that we've, uh, you know, cult- cultivated a relationship that, um, man, I, I was just really excited. I don't know. I could ramble about this for a while, but getting to meet Jesse and Renee, like you said, you just have like this kind of high energy right now where it's just like, man, I'm so thankful I got to meet them. And oh, man, wow. I'm so thankful that COVID entered Zoom. And because if we didn't have Zoom, we probably would never done the podcast. And then, wow, I would have never gotten to meet these guys. So, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't, I can't, couldn't say it better than you did. And guys, I just want to add, you know, We've we've had a couple of people reach out to us now uh, about our podcast and just send it an info at layingfoundations.com. If you have any questions, if there's something that 
you like that we're doing? Is there something that we can do better? Or you just want to say, hey, like, please, please, please reach out to us because we would absolutely love to hear from you. It has meant the world to Davis and I to hear from uh, the men that we've heard Amen. from thus far. Uh, I know Davis can attest. So please, anything, just reach out to us. We'd absolutely love to hear it from you. And let's uh, let's just clear. It's contact at sorry contact. You can tell I don't run that email. Davis <laughs> runs that email. It's contact oh, at layingfoundations.com. Oh, secrets <laughs> out. Would it be? <laughs> would it be a podcast if I didn't mess up <laughs> or a word? Uh, That's good. awesome. Guys, we'll let you get to the podcast. Again, listen to the end if you have time. It's incredible. So without further ado, Jesse and Renee. Welcome to the show, Jesse and Renee. Man, we are so happy and excited to have you all here. So for those of you listening, uh, they are part of Learnings and Missteps. So they have their own podcast, talk a lot about construction, a lot about lean, uh, all types of things. But we'll get to hear more about that on this show. Just to start off, where are you all from? Who are you? What do you do? Just tell us about yourself. Awesome. Well, Renee, you want to hit it? I was going to say, do you want to go first? I'm going first. That way you get some time to think. Uh, (laughs) So I'm from San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. I still live in San Antonio. I do not intend to leave San Antonio. Um, Renee and I are brothers. He's my baby brother. I'm very proud of him, by the way. Uh, I'm a a plumber by trade. I'm a second generation plumber. My dad's a plumber. And I entered the construction industry officially uh, back in 95, right out of high school. And I've been in it ever since. It's, it's been the most amazing experience. And lots and lots of learnings that I've had along the way, uh, and, and which have led, led me to, to launching this podcast with Renee, and then led us to connect with you, with you guys. I mean, thank you for reaching out to us and having like, it's, that's that's awesome. I was like, Ray, they want us to be on the podcast. You want to be on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right. Like, it, it's super exciting. So thank you. Well, thank That's you all right. for being on ours. That's right. Oh, yeah. And Jesse, you've been in, in construction longer than Walker and I've been alive. So you got yeah. a lot of knowledge right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. There you go. Well, what about you, Renee? So, uh, yeah, I'm Rene Duron. Uh, I work for San Antonio Water System uh, here in San Antonio, Texas, born and raised. Uh, I am a field utility coordinator. And uh, I actually just recently got this job. I recently received a promotion. Uh, I was a leak detection technician, and now I'm a coordinator. Um, I kind of stumbled into the the construction business i was actually on the route to getting a early childhood education degree uh and i was working at a a a children's center and everything and uh you know i met my wife and we had kids and uh, you know i need to make some money and (laughs) get out of mom's house so uh that's how i got into trades and uh you know i've never i've never looked back i like it I love that. That's awesome. Um, you're you're the first one we've had on here that right. was an early education before right. trades. Usually engineers or something similar that turn into construction. That's awesome. Right. I love yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, possible. I mean, if you wanted to, probably when you get to older brother's age, you could you could teach construction and get the help of other. I love that. That's right. 
yo, I'm doing it right now. Like I'm teaching, I mean, I'm teaching construction, but you know, I get the opportunity to teach and train, you know, people around me. Uh, so, and it, it's totally weird, but like a lot of the things I learned in college teaching children, I directly apply to teaching adults. So it's <laughs> so right. cool. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You start to notice that we're not a lot different, right? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we just look a little older and have more responsibility. But guys, oh, you know, yeah. we appreciate y'all being willing. Uh, I mean, I'm excited to have you guys on there. I've been listening to y'all's podcast, like I mentioned before. And, um, you know, now that it's learnings and missteps, <laughs> we're going to get you guys on the map and get yes. y'all get you out. So there we go. But, man, I appreciate it. And I, I love to hear about people's story because I think – um, your story is how you bond and have relationships and how you learn from others. So I, both of y'all appreciate that with ha- what y'all shared with us and kind of just going into, into the podcast, you know, let's talk about why did we, why did we start the podcast and what was really the core of, you know, wanting to start this podcast for y'all? Yeah, for me, it's a Renee. So people really need to know Renee is part of my, he's my brother, but he's also part of my advisory council. He's, he's like the most practical man I know. Uh, he's 18 years younger than me, but he's got some wisdom, man, that, that's amazing. Um, it, so it happened during, during the lockdown, right? I, my job at the time, I was, I was serving the central United States for Turner Construction. And all of a sudden, I couldn't travel anymore. Right? They say, you need to stay home because you can get people sick. And so I had plenty of time to think. And I was getting really frustrated about being locked up in the house. But also the before that, I spent any opportunity I could get in engaging with educators and students and parents about careers in the industry. Man, I would jump all over it. And so now I'm in lockdown. It's like, man, nothing's happening. Like, I'm just here at the house, pity party, feeling sorry for myself. And a dear friend of mine, she she recommended that I watch a uh, uh, documentary on Danny Trejo, who's I don't know if you know who he came out on Machete. He's uh, he's usually like the convict or the murder, the bad guy in movies. Uh, he's awesome, dude. He comes out. You've, you've seen him. I know you've seen him. Uh, anyhow, they were interviewing him. And at some part in the interview, they asked him if he was frustrated that he hadn't been a leading man yet had he because he wasn't like the main guy and his answer was like nope I've been in over 200 movies and I got paid for all of them and with that money I've been able to travel to prisons and talk to people about recovery yes overcoming addiction because that was his story he was in prison Um, and when I heard that I was like, okay, I don't have any excuses. Mm-hmm. Like I'm complaining because my job, I'm traveling, I can't talk to students. And now COVID, I can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had recently, well, not really, it was about a year back, I had been interviewed on a podcast by a, uh, Adam Gates, a friend of mine. And it was like super cool. Like it was the awesomest experience. I said, well, hell, I, I just need to start a podcast. And so I texted Renee that day. I'm like, dude, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. What do you think? And then he replied, he says, are you telling me you want me to, you want me to be your Echo Charles? I don't know if y'all listen to the Jocko. Oh, yeah. Po- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Heck, yeah. 
Love it. I said, yes, let's do that. <laughs> and, and, and we, you know, we planned it out. And I think within what, six, six or eight weeks, we launched it. Uh, and, awesome. and we've been going hard ever since. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like I thought <laughs> I, I for real was thinking like, yeah, we'll like record a couple episodes. And after we get like zero followers for a couple of months, like we're going to just drop it. <laughs> but no, we like freaking blew up all pretty fast. Well, I mean, blew up to me and, uh, you know, we're right. picking up heat and running with it. And there's just like the content just never ends. You know, there's always something to talk about. And uh, it's super, super meaningful to me. Uh, you know, Jesse said it before, uh, I gained like tremendous value in these conversations because like I get to talk to a wide spectrum of, you know, right. construction minded people. Right. And, you know, it, you don't who else gets to do that? You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, you know, I, don't, I feel the pressure of going to a job site and you know the big shot is there and you know i have this pressure in my head that's probably not real to you know say the right thing or you know right. not make a fool of myself but i get to talk to these kinds of people Every on a day. podcast right. where like we're the boss almost you know what i mean and <laughs> we kind of call the shots so it's pretty cool <laughs> to learn from these people in in this space it is it, well, I mean, what what's crazy is, and, and I'm sure for you guys as well, but me and Davis have gotten a, an opportunity, incredible opportunities to speak to people that we normally would never, ever talk to. I mean, you know, we got to speak to the Perkins Builders Brothers and the Essential Craftsmen on YouTube. And like these guys, we, we watch them all the time, but now we actually have gotten a chance to speak with them and some incredible people from the industry, real estate, construction, engineering, people that like, we have no business talking to, but now because we have this platform, right, we are able to reach out to them and say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we we love to do. We love construction. We want to learn, want to learn more about you, about the trades, right. about you name it. And right. people are all for it because that's their passion as well. So when you connect two passions together, right, you typically have uh, a, an equal I don't know what you say, a mind of, you know, hey, I want to help them too. I want to get this message out as well. So I'm sure y'all have experienced exactly the same thing. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, so far, it's mostly me bugging my personal friends and saying, hey, what are you doing? Right. Because like y'all mentioned, I've been in the, in, in the industry since before y'all were born. So I know a lot of people. <laughs> Sorry about <Yeah>. that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good, man. I love I'm it. calling you out. <laughs> uh, but... And, and, you know, that's an important thing uh, that, that I think I wish I learned earlier in my career was to value the relationships that I mm -hmm. built. Uh, because early in my career, and when I say early, probably the first 15 years, I did not value those. I didn't treasure and cherish those relationships like I should have. Yeah. Uh, and so luckily, I finally figured that out. And so now it's a phone call. And they're like, yeah, man, I'm in. When are we doing it? That's awesome. Uh, and they're very gracious with their time and with their wisdom. And, and it's, a, it's a really special experience for me. And then being able to share it with Renee is like super cool, right? Like back when we go forward, I always think it's kind of weird, but I think like, you know, down the road, 10, 20 years, we'll be able to go back and listen to the conversations yeah. that we were having exactly. you know, and the time that we spent together. So that's, that's pretty special because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. 
Yeah. So me carving time out to to spend it with my family, um, Renee can attest to it. I'm I'm not really good at that. I I found that it's really cool. And for those of you out there who are thinking about starting a podcast, you might as well do it. I, I think it's funny, Renee, that you talked about earlier. You know, you you don't have many people listening me and davis used to joke and say we had both of our moms as our two <laughs> listeners <laughs> and, then, hey, and then we had a guy that emailed us that i, I guess from he was listening to central craftsman and thanks peter yeah and he said yeah peter Curry. shout out shout out yeah and then he said hey i'm the third guy by the way and i thought that was yeah, hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> That's That's funny. Awesome. right guys you know i can relate to to jesse here in the fact that you know Okay, we're not going to keep saying about the 1995 in construction. I'm trying to stop, but it's good. You know, between the first few years I was in construction, you know, I've been open on the podcast saying I was kind of a hothead. I was good at a lot of different things, manual manual labor, getting after it, going and trying my best. But when it came to relationships, I just kind of ran over people and didn't. I really didn't. I didn't cherish the relationships and the people. And realizing, hey, if you treat everybody the right way, most of the time you're going to be able to do things a lot faster, a lot better, smarter. And Davis, you don't just have the solutions to everything. You can build this team. And so whenever we get on this podcast and we, we, we got to talk to a guy named Nick Chaplow, and it was my favorite podcast because awesome. he said there's four yeah. things people do in construction. It's quality, safety, and schedule. And the last one's relationships. And if you don't even mm. get this one, the last one right, the other three don't matter. And the last one really has to do with, you know, yourself. Like you really, really have to work on yourself to be able to go, okay, I can go talk to this guy. It doesn't really matter, you know, who he is, if he's VP, if he's a laborer. I'm just going to talk to him and just genuinely care about him and want to know who, what he's got going on. And so that kind of gets me into the, the next part. Um, one of my – one of the reasons I got into construction was, you know, I'm a pretty compassionate person now, but – I used to not be, but I love to just go talk to people that are like totally strangers on the job site and just go hear their story and talk to them. And so, Jesse, for you, what has it been like going through the trades from 1995 to, I mean, to now and seeing, I mean, like you said, you're a second generation plumber. I'm sure you felt at certain points, oh, you're just a dirty plumber or, hey, you know, what is that feeling like? And then kind of unpack, what do you think? What's the misconception around, oh, just dirty construction workers? Mm, that's a big question, but I appreciate that. You know, one of the things, because I'm assuming you've got a, an audience that's probably around your age. So one thing, because we, that one thing that's consistent is we get paid on Friday and that's kind of important. Now, back then we got our paychecks and they were paper. We didn't have debit cards. We had to go to the bank to deposit it or cash it. Um, and I, I share that specifically, one, because it's the reality of how things have changed. Right now, I don't know the last time I went to the bank. I bust out a card and or I tap my phone or cash app. or Like all this stuff make it super easy to spend money. Um, but when I got out of high school, I start, I got that first job. And it was just supposed to be a summer job so I could save money to pay for room and board. I was trying to be a walk-on at Tyler Junior College to the baseball team because the Astros, like we didn't have email back then. So they, they, it was hard for them to get a hold of me. That's a joke, right? That wasn't that good. Um, anyhow, and I remember going to the bank every Friday to cash or deposit my check and sweaty and, you know, 
hair all messed up because I had a hard hat on, just disheveled and, it, you know, working. And there was these two dudes that I would see there frequently. And they, we were about the same age and they were dressed nice. I'm like, man, I want to dress like that too, but we got different jobs. Um, and there was a, there was, there was a obvious avoidance. Like they kind of, you know, one day I got nosy and kind of peeked over one guy's like, I got a raise. And he's, he's showing his buddy his check. And I saw it. I said, man, we come here every week. So we get paid on the same frequency. And that boy's broke. Like I'm making more money than him. <laughs> like, <laughs> this ain't bad. Okay. All right. uh, now you, you talked about the, the feeling of you know, them damn dirty construction workers. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times where I'll leverage that because i'm a construction worker and if we need to talk straight let's talk straight i mean right. davis you've been out there you've talked to folks if you want to get it how it is they're going to give it to you that way that's it's right just, that's how that's we go right. um and so i'll leverage that a whole bunch but even today there's still a little tinge of man you know i'm really a construction worker i I've, i'll it's in my head so i'll feel a little out of place and, and that's part of the reason, maybe the fundamental reason for starting the podcast is it's not just because, you know, I have that imposter syndrome, but it's also because of the conditioning or the space that we're in where everyone around us, I mean, you don't see any action movies about plumbers, not yet. I, 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 it's coming. And it's going <laughs> Put a pin in it. <laughs> right. Put a pin in that bad boy. Um, so these the 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 jobs in our industry are not sensationalized, and that's okay, right? Like I get it. Uh, now we go further, start zooming in closer to home. Our education system, our our teachers. You know, when I was in school, the message I received was go to college or flip burgers. There was no other option. Yeah. And so the trend, the way that translated in my head is, if I don't go to university, I'm a failure. And, and I can't blame the educators for that entirely. Part of it is because that is the only formula they know because they had to get a degree to That's do right. the work that they were doing. That's so right. they hadn't been exposed to it. And then you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but the last one I want to stop on is we confuse, and when I say we, I mean human beings, I think we confuse comfort with value. I mean, there is a value to be attached to comfort, but working in the industry and working with your hands, mm -hmm. you're going to be exposed to the elements. Mm -hmm. When it's hot, baby, it's hot. And when That's it's right. cold, like it's cold, you know, it, it ew, man, you just yeah. got to, you, you got to work. You got to get up super early in the super early in the morning. You know, you hit the job site 30, 45 minutes before 7 a.m. It's dark. You come home, it's dark. dark right. So it's not very hospitable. And then there's other professions because the trades are professionals, but there's other professions that start at 8 a.m. And they're, they're safe or maybe not safe, but away from the element. So it's more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And because of this comfort level, it's given some level of status attached to it higher status yeah uh, it's a higher status right because i right. like look I, I have an iron shirt like it, this have is a jacket on yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know right. like and i get it because it looks shinier uh so all of these things are happening 
and construction ends up being this the, the last thing kind of if, 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 if there's nothing else for you to do maybe you can go get a job in construction then i'll add that even myself i'll speak for myself back early in my early years as a, a plumbing apprentice and my early years of being a journeyman plumber i did a pretty good job of of filling the negative stereotype cussing and talking smack and cat calling ladies you know i i did all of that so we don't do ourselves a favor when we behave that way now at the same time even though i was acting the fool there were amazing human beings that if you look at them like fernando he was our second or third interview and he was really the person i had in mind when when we started outlining how we were going to approach it and who our target guests were because fernando if you look at fernando he looks like a biker because he's a biker he's got a bike right he's he's got a motorcycle club that he's a part of big burly dude always always wears the lokes right always wears the sunglasses awesome. inside like that he he does it <laughs> he fits it <laughs> he fits stereotypical it. He, he, yeah stereotypical Love it. but man that dude was pulled me into a nonprofit group that he was a, a part of where every year twice a year there were two big major events one was a, a boxed fan drive for a very low income part of our city here in san antonio and the other was a toy and bike drive. And I ain't kidding, man. When he first pulled me in, they got maybe 10, 20 bikes a year. And, and all the kids from the neighborhood would come because that was the only gifts they were going to get. That thing is huge now. They get, they're up to like a thousand bikes and who knows how many damn gifts. So huge that they have like three phases. One where they deliver some gifts early straight to people's house, homes. The other where they have the big event and then a posting where they deliver the next batch of gifts. That's incredible. You would ne- I never would have guessed that that man is doing those kinds of amazing things because I see sweaty biker construction dude, but they're, they're doing heroic things every day and we just don't know. And so I think there's a lot of work to do. And I appreciate that y'all like we're sharing this, the mission in in helping the general public understand that not only can you earn a hell of a living uh, and and do really rewarding work, Mm -hmm. more importantly, uh, Renee has said it, you know, the heroes aren't all in Hollywood. They're right down the street on that job site. They're the ones building the hospitals, building the schools, maintaining the utilities that keep everybody safe and comfortable on a daily basis. That's so good. Now, I, I think this is really cool because we have two different viewpoints of this. And Renee, I want to hear from you too, because we have, Jesse, you've been, you've been in it. You've been in it for a while and you've seen how the construction has changed over the years. But Renee, you haven't been in as long. You're, you know, you're, you're younger. You, you're, I don't, I wouldn't say new to it, but you haven't seen this, this complete change over the years, you know, like Jesse has. So from your perspective, kind of what has it, it been like for you, you know, kind of, have, have you felt that all oh, dirty construction worker trade type, you know, from outside looking in, or has it kind of leveled off a little bit more in your opinion? You know, what do you think? I have, I have two questions for y'all, but that's my first one. Yeah. So definitely I felt that before. Like I can recall a time when I was a utility technician, um, as a utility technician, we do a lot of the first responder emergency, uh, type maintenance repairs. 
So like, for example, we have a large diameter main, main break and we make the shutdown and now like two, three city blocks downtown are out of water. So you have to go right now and go fix it, right? Okay, so the first time I really felt that dirty construction uh, stigma thrown at me was we were downtown in front of a bar and uh, we had just finished turning off the main. And, you know, the main is buried, right? So we have our operator digging with the, the backhoe. And naturally, when the backhoe's digging, you can't be in the hole while there's a there's some heavy equipment going on. So we're right. standing by and, you know, we're sweeping up the little rocks here and there and, you know, making sure the place is safe. Well, a passerby drives by and they see us standing around while the operator's digging. And this dude like yells out the window. He's like, oh, this is a, this is how our taxpayer dollars, this is where our taxpayer dollars are going to. You're standing around like, what are you even doing? And then he t- takes off, right? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like he, if only he knew right. what's going to happen when the operator gets to the main, when us two dirty construction workers are going to literally save three blocks and water. get their water back on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this bar cannot flush their toilets right now because they don't have any water. All the bars on this this strip of downtown, all these city, all these skyscrapers, everyone is out of water right now until the dirty construction worker fixes it. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I, I felt it. I've definitely felt it. Um, but you know, I've just as much as I felt it. Uh, I, I must admit, I used to think the same thing. Like I was saying earlier, uh, I was on a totally different trajectory mm-hmm. than being in the trades. Is uh, I was going to school, right? And I was going to be a teacher. That that was the that was the goal. So I don't have to do the back back breaking work, right? And uh, you know, it's funny is I when I started at that that children's center. I was making, I think I was making like $9.25 an hour. Um, and I remember aspiring. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get my bachelor's degree and I'm gonna become a I'm gonna become the the lead teacher, right? Because I was an assistant teacher. I'm gonna become the lead teacher and I'll be making $15 an hour. <laughs> Cause that's what they were making over there with a bachelor's degree. And like fast forward, you know, six years, I'm in the job I have now with no degree. Um, I'm making $20 an hour. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's one misconception I want to talk about is one, this is not a dead end job. The trades are not a dead end job. There is tons of opportunity. Of course, there exist people just like in any walk of life. There exist people that stay stuck in the entry level positions forever or their whole career until they retire because for whatever reason, uh, and, and that exists here in the trades too, but there's just as much opportunity uh, for, for growth. There's a lot of opportunity for growth, like shoot. And, and it, it doesn't have to take forever and ever either. Like I started, I got into the, into San Antonio water system. Um, I believe it was in 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in 2017. Um, and it only took me to what, 2021 was that five years? Uh, to make it to where I am now. So I moved up every year. Every year I moved up in a position because, awesome. you know, you just put the work in, 
you put your nose to the grindstone, you get yourself educated, which the company pays for. You know, they pay for your classes. Um, you know, they give you the time, they give you the resources. And, you know, voila, here I am. So, I mean, there's tons of opportunity. It's super meaningful work. Like Jesse was saying, you meet some awesome people, man. Like, like I want, we're trying to get this guy that I want to interview. He's uh, he's my old foreman. His name, we call him Bino. His name's Sabino, but we call him Bino. <laughs> and this guy, this guy's a freaking hero, man. Like his story is so cool. Like he, um, uh, he started off at, at Lackland Water back in like 1950 something, dude. When like oh, dinosaurs were still walking around. <laughs> and and uh, he started off as a helper. And uh, he had he had a kid. He had a he had a he had a son. And uh, you know they were struggling to get their uh, to make ends meet. So what he had to do was he had bought an ice cream truck that was run down and didn't even go, but he bought it for like some ridiculously low amount, like 800 bucks or something. And he, he got it, he got it going. And what he would do was he would drive the ice cream truck to work, park it there, charge it on at the, the little office area right after work, go, you know, sell ice cream for a while, finish that when it got dark. And then he, he ran a newspaper route holy cow and for like (laughs) yeah dude like from like i don't know it was some ridiculous early hour thing like i don't remember the hours but it was it was nighttime to early in the morning and then he would go home sleep for like three or four hours and then repeat the next day wow at at like a very physically demanding job all to make ends meet for his family and you know fast forward 35 years later he is like coasting he is the like the happiest guy i know the, one of the wisest people I know, mo- one of the most humble people I know, he's taught me like almost everything I know about the water system. Um, and like, he's, he, that guy has like not a worry in the world. His house is paid off. His truck is paid off. Uh, he has a, he has like a business on the side. You know, he's got it made in the shade all by working in the trade. So like, it's just so cool that there, there's tons of people like this and it could happen for you too, whoever's listening. If you just you just get in it. <laughs> so what for both of y'all, what would be your advice to those younger high school students, even even people who are in their 20s or 30s who didn't maybe didn't go to college or maybe who did go to college, but they don't like what they do. Or they want a career change. What would be your advice for them getting into the trades, getting into construction? Ooh, buddy. Man. Uh, you want to go first, Jesse? Yeah, I'm going to go. You go ahead and think. I could see the smoke coming out of your head. <laughs> you know, my advice, it, it, there's a little bit, there's a couple of them. Uh, my first advice is understand the environment that best suits your growth. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not a dummy. I'm also not just a pretty face. You know, when I was in high school, I was good at school. Like the classwork was a piece of cake. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a closet nerd. Um, I see that bookshelf. <laughs> you don't get busted. <laughs> yeah, see, look at, look at, look at yeah. Mr. Yale over there. <laughs> now, my problem was I, I could not sit still. 
meaning if I understood whatever material was being taught, mm -hmm. okay, I'm done. I need something else. But in the classroom, when people like any space where I've got to be quiet and sit still and, you know, tiptoe around it, it I am, I'm just not equipped to do that. Uh, even today, uh, yeah. <laughs> like if I'm, if you and I are working in the same space and it's an office space and it's a quiet space, you will ask me to move or to leave because I'm singing, I'm dancing. I'm it, like, I fit, I'll send an email like, bam, done. <laughs> and people are like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? And <laughs> I don't realize it. I just, the way I do things. Um, so the, the classroom office space was very challenging for me and, and it made me feel less than. I felt like I didn't belong. And whenever I have that feeling, and I think this is consistent for most people, the, the, the rate of growth is going to shrink because if I'm lacking confidence and feeling like I've got to behave other than what is real and true to me, then I'm not going to grow. So understand the space that best suits you first. And secondly, if you want to get into the trades, start buying some damn tools and ask a lot of questions. That's good. Yeah. Right. Like buy tools. I mean, I had a journeyman that I worked with right out of high school and he would make me buy a brand new tool every week. If I didn't show up with a new tool, he would send wow. me home. Mm. And oh, it was wow. the, yeah, man. I was like, what do you, you're not the boss of me. Like, yeah, he was. He <laughs> sent my yeah. butt home. <laughs> and, and that helped me build that habit of every week about a tool, about a tool, about a tool. And then, you know what? Because I had my, my turbo torch, I got to work on the domestic water systems and not run six and eight inch cast iron. Like I got Ooh. to do the cooler work right. Right. because I bought the, the tools tool. and right. I got to learn like, oh, you got that tool? Let me go have you install these fixtures. Let me put hey, you let on me the hydro. Let me use it now. Yes. Yes. So that was a, I didn't know at the time, but the fact that I just had the tools opened up all these other doors for me to start yeah. learning and expanding my learning. You could apply that. that to so many different areas and it could be like metaphorical figurative tools. You know, it doesn't have to be physical tools. That's awesome. That's right. really cool. Yeah. Renee, before I just want to butt in real quick, it's like having the foresight. We had a guest on last week that he talked about he's wanted to be a form carpenter, but he's just a laborer. So what he did, he went and bought a tool belt. And I love yeah. that because now I never, I don't even think twice about it. That makes a lot of sense. But when I was younger, like, man, that doesn't make sense. But go yeah. ahead, Renee. My bad. No, no, that's fine. Um, somebody, somebody mentioned the figurative tools, right? So, like for example, like, uh, like knowledge of how to use like an Excel, uh, how to make like an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, that has totally like freaking was a launching pad for me learning how to work that because uh, we got this new work changes. Yeah, like me and Jesse were talking about the other day, work always changes, right? And it usually evolves, and it usually evolves towards the tech side. So at my job in leak detection, well, when I was in leak detection, uh, we got this fancy tech satellite technology that used it. It uploaded the data to an Excel spreadsheet, and you know it had a bunch of errors because it's a machine and it's it's speaking machine language. So somebody needed to go translate it to human language, and guess who knew how to do that? Me. And because of that, because of this figurative uh, tool that you were talking about. You know, it, it opened the door and it got me exposed or it, it 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 made supervisors look at me in a different light and 
like you guys were saying, like, hey, this guy has this tool. Let's let him use that. Let's find a way to get him to use that tool more often because it, it yeah. brought a lot of value to the team. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We realize it's a little lengthy, so we're actually going to split it up into two different episodes. So please tune in next week to see the second half of this podcast where you can hear a little bit more about learnings and missteps. Thank you so much for your support, and we really appreciate all of your love uh, and reaching out to us and any questions that you have. Davis is going to fill you in on a little bit more about how you can get in touch with us. Thanks, Walker. Guys, the main reason we want to get our information out is because we believe in relationships and we love the feedback that you guys give us. So our email is contact at laying-foundations.com. One more time, contact at laying-foundations.com. Um, we also have been working on getting our social media accounts up. So we're finally on, we have a LinkedIn page. We have an Instagram page. We're on TikTok trying to attract um, the younger generation into construction. And also we have a website coming up soon. So all these things are on our show notes in the podcast. So just look each week. Um, if you guys want to know how to contact us, what we're on, and then Walker and I have our own LinkedIn page. Just feel free to reach us, at, reach out to us on our email or LinkedIn, however you want to get a hold of us. But like Walker said, we appreciate everything. We appreciate you guys being willing to reach out and give us feedback. Um, we hope that this podcast is adding value to your lives. Thanks for tuning in to Lane Foundation.